0: Welcome to a new episode of PASHA. My name is Inas Kosana. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're talking about African research. Africa still lags behind in research and development. It accounts for less than 1% of the world's research output. This needs to change. Joining us is Sharon Fong, a South African professor of public health at the University of the Vetvatash Front. Her work is focused on cervical cancer, health systems, and developing African capacity for public health research. This podcast is based on various publications Sharon has worked on, but is mostly based on her experience. Sharon tells us that a World Bank report shows that enrollments in African universities are on the rise, but research output is low.
1: So I think the reason that academic um, research output in Africa is so low is because there's really insufficient investment across the tertiary education system. So tertiary education opportunities that include, but are not limited to universities, are really um, underfunded and underdeveloped. And there has been an understandable focus on undergraduate qualifications. I mean, if you have a look at enrolment at universities between 2000 and 2010 it went from 2.3 million to 5.2 million that's a huge increase without a concomitant increase in lecturers and you can see why there's therefore been a huge focus on undergraduate education and this doesn't leave enough time for postgraduate education and for research. Can you tell us how to improve Africa's research output? So I think to improve Africa's research output, we really need not incremental, not a slight change, but a quantum shift in the investment in knowledge institutions and the knowledge economy. And this means a range of things. It obviously means in investing more in, un- in universities and in research centers and in research. But it also means things like include improving public-private partnerships in research institutions, um, research and development in industry, think tanks, innovation hubs, incubators that can test proof of concept, new technologies, commercialization, um, knowledge translation, An entire system needs to be invested in, and collectively, I think Africa can do this. A
0: PhD is a globally recognised postgraduate academic degree awarded by universities and higher education institutions. The candidate must have submitted a thesis or dissertation based on extensive and original research in their chosen field. In general, the PhD is the highest level of degree awarded by universities. Can you tell us why PhD research is so important?
1: So the interesting thing about PhD research or training PhDs is important is because you don't wake up one morning and know how to do research. And you don't wake up one morning and um, contribute to knowledge. Really, all of us, any of us who do do that, have had years of investment in training. We've had mentors. We've learned research methods. We've understood the epistemology of our own subjects, what constitutes knowledge, how to make information repeatable, so that if I find something, someone else can test it and say, actually, we found the same thing. That's how we have confidence that research findings are actually something we can rely on and move forward with. And PhD level training is an absolutely essential first step. Now, everyone doesn't need a PhD, And having a PhD doesn't make you a better person, but people with PhDs fill a particular gap that societies need. Sharon went on to say that people are
0: needed at every level of society. It is important for people with PhDs to become knowledge generators for the future. It's also important that they train future academics and next generations.
1: So the important thing about a PhD is it's the step through which you become an independent researcher, someone who can think through what are the questions that need answering in society and how do I apply the correct methods to answer that question so that the answers I have are repeatable and reliable and something that society can rely on to develop new products, to um, introduce new treatments, a whole series of different things. I have a bias because um, my knowledge is more in the health sciences, but this is true in all areas. It's true also in social institutions. So we need PhDs in sociology, in anthropology. It's not just, we need PhDs in literature because often society understands things through stories, and we need people to be telling those stories. So it's a whole range of PhDs that are required right across the system.
0: What areas of research can you identify as needing immediate attention and uplifting? Everyone
1: right now is gripped with the COVID pandemic. Um, So it's hard not to say that that's the kind of knowledge that we, we need. Um, and we need it in Africa. One of the things that we've seen here is the degree to which Africa has been dependent on knowledge and technology, which comes out of knowledge production of the North. When it came to test kits, when it came to um, treatments, and much more importantly now, when it comes to vaccines, we're dependent on the North. And we don't need to be, we could in fact, producing our own vaccines and doing our own vaccine research. The very first time that the the genomes were defined in in Africa was done in a a small university in Nigeria. Um, So we do have the intellectual capability, but we don't have the infrastructure. So that's something that's really um, an important thing. One can't help but think of the kind of research that's needed to make us uh, able to look at our own burden of disease and be able to um, develop the knowledge to deal with our own burden of disease in Africa. Um, I'll give you another example, and that's, for example, in knowledge translation. How do we make sure that the knowledge that we do have is translated and translated to whom? is the question. Well, first of all, translate it to any member of society. If we have a look at the vaccines as an example, we really need to be able to communicate with everybody. But at the moment, older people saying why we know the vaccine is safe, and that it's okay to take it.
0: Sharon believes it is crucial to do research in economics. So, for example, it can be said to members of various treasuries why it's crucial to have money aside for such research. A major problem on the continent is that there's no investment in what is called science preparedness. This is an entire system needed in every country to respond to issues.
1: Another area where we urgently need research is in job creation. Everyone will know that the COVID pandemic has had two consequences. It's closed down the economy and people have been left poorer and out of jobs. And of course, it's had the medical um, consequences. We need to be addressing both. We need to be doing research which looks at how we are going to grow um, useful and satisfying um, and well enough paid work in Africa. Uh, We've got a huge young generation that needs to have a future and research is needed to look into that future. Although it's easy to talk about the science kinds of research that is required, in fact it's much bigger than that. Let's take a look at coal. We all know that we're interested in the Sustainable Development Goals and there's a lot of interest and concern about global warming. There's a lot of discussion about a just transition. What is a just transition? It's a way of making sure that as we move out of an coal economy, we are not leaving people behind, people who were dependent on jobs there. They need to have a life and a livelihood and meaning to their lives post-coal economy. So these are the kind of obvious examples and I've come up with 3, there are hundreds. So there are many areas that we could be investing in and where new research is required.
0: Your own research and expertise is rooted in public health. Knowing what you know now about COVID-19, how would you improve training for health
1: researchers? So I think that one of the most important things is that we need to be training in Africa by Africans for Africa. Um, So one of the things I would make sure is that there are enough funded training opportunities in Africa. Africa. We do have people going out of the country, many of them don't return. But I would make my first focus on high quality training in Africa for Africans. And I think that a lot of funders um, have seen this. And so I think that's one important thing. The second thing is that we need to have much better dialogue between African governments and African researchers. Too often we look outside for our solutions. We want to speak to the international bodies and we ignore the wealth of experience and appropriate experience that exists within country. COVID has taught us, if nothing else, that we need to have in-country capacity from producing masks, to producing genomes to pro- to being able to identify a genome variants and to producing uh, vaccines you do that by investing in your own population you know there are a lot of African philanthropists for example let's not only look at government who give money to Harvard or Cambridge why aren't they giving money to African universities is it that we ourselves don't trust ourselves so I think that a lot of of the immediate lessons that COVID has taught us is that we have to look inwards and we have to build our inside systems, our universities, our science systems, and our relationships with knowledge generators, knowledge communicators, and then people who will apply that knowledge.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic is shaping the world we live in. Improving research on the continent can help lead world-class research that positively impacts the continent. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Osea Patel. From me, Inas Fasana. Bye for now.